An offseason of change is likely upon the Winnipeg Jets, and uh, a lot of you are asking, who's going to coach the Jets? Is it going to be Dave Lowry? Is Winnipeg going to promote somebody internally? I think that there are a pretty good uh, pool of candidates out there, some of which are a little bit off the board, some of them with NHL experience, uh, maybe as an assistant coach or uh, even within a pro-level setting, but not quite at the NHL level. We'll talk about some candidates and then talk about projected lineups for next year on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoyed this episode and want to stay tuned to the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and as you can see, now YouTube. We're going to have uh, really cool video content upcoming throughout the uh, the years to come with this podcast, so uh, be sure to stay tuned. I, uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be really exciting times, and you know, diving into tonight's episode, I wanted to talk about something that, for me, has been uh, you know definitely uh, in the same manner as our podcast is evolving and stuff. You know, the Jets are also going to have to evolve, uh, especially with the coaching staff. Um, and certainly looking at prospective candidates to take this team to the next level going forward. I, th- I think that there's been a really big question this year about um, what is Winnipeg's identity? What, you know, should their future staff look like? And these are questions that we're not going to be able to answer on tonight's episode, but uh, there actually has been a really interesting article from ESPN. I don't know how free- uh, how recent it was. Um, might be uh, a couple of uh, couple of weeks old, but Um, Emily Kaplan of ESPN put together a list of basically different categories of NHL coaching candidates. And most of these are all like head coaching candidates, uh, folks who maybe are rumored from insiders to have connections to teams. um, Or these are folks who have had, at at least from a pool of candidates out there, some level of success, maybe with the AHL, maybe as an assistant coach on a major team, or some of them are even in Europe or even in college hockey. So really wide gamut of responses for this list. And I wanted to take a look at some of these because I think the Jets, for me personally, I would prefer them to start thinking outside the box. Uh, this organization tends to hire folks who are are very connected to, you know, certainly the leadership structures and all, which I can understand and respect. I, I get why they would do that. I think though, for the next time, uh, you know, because c- I don't think Lowry's going to stick around. I would be looking maybe in a different direction. I think the Jets could really use a change of pace, a breath of fresh air. And this is a time and opportunity where the Jets can really set the agenda of what they want this team to be going forward. Now, some of the names on here, I'm I'm a little bit less excited about just because I've seen their work with other teams. And for me, it's like, eh, you know, a little bit iffy, if I'm being honest. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to profess to know everything about these coaches. You know, we're given like a bio and some statistics and stuff, but 
there are some coaches on here who I'm not really familiar with, but you know, we'll talk about what their qualifications might be and if they could be potentially a fit for the Jets. Um, now, one of the first names that kind of came up here uh, is Ricard Gronberg. And Ricard is currently the ZSC Lions head coach, which if you don't know who the Lions are, that's the team that Austin Matthews started with in the Swiss League. Uh, Gronberg has been doing a lot of work with the uh, the Swedish national team over the years. This, or not this, uh, yeah, the Swedish national team. Um, this is a pretty good squad. I mean, Sweden is, you know, of course, one of the stronger teams out there. Um, and, you know, maybe being a coach of the Lions in Switzerland isn't exactly a uh, really high-level professional pro coaching experience. But managing an international roster, uh, you know, with the, the quality of Sweden and the general success that Sweden has had at international tournaments, it does give you some pause. Uh, you know, maybe this is a guy who could eventually be an NHL head coaching candidate. Now, I will say managing an NHL roster versus an international roster, they're two very different things. Uh, you know, with an international tournament, you're looking at a very short form thing, really a handful of games, uh, oftentimes a selection of like the world's best players. And so the strategy and stuff and the thinking behind how you build that roster and use it is totally different from the NHL. If he hadn't also been like a Swiss head coach uh, at a, a a reasonable professional level, I would probably rule Gronberg out for the time being, just because uh, for me, I really do think that you have to do well with the domestic league first. Uh, but, you know, Gronberg could be interesting. He's had uh, some, some folks who are supporting him big time, um, some very famous Swedish players who certainly think that he's a very good coach. So, yeah, he's one to keep an eye out. Uh, he's one of the first names on this list and certainly one that I think a lot of people might gravitate towards because he is, in fact, uh, you know, the team Sweden head coach. We've also got Nate Lan or Lane Lambert from the New York Islanders. Now, Lambert was an assistant coach with the Capitals. I don't recall um, what his exact role was. For some reason, I thought he might have worked a little bit with special teams. Apparently, he uh, he's like a player coach who works with some of the attacking forwards. I don't know if Lambert uh, really has much of like a, a head coaching resume anywhere. He's been doing a lot of work alongside uh, trots throughout the past several years. Uh, some apparently say he's responsible for Tom Wilson and Kuznetsov being offensive superstars. Be interesting to know how much that is the case. I think for me, Kuznetsov was a guy who already had a lot of the qualities and traits of an amazing offensive talent. It's just, can you motivate him? Uh, which, you know, with, with Kuzi has been over the years, a little bit of an issue. Lambert would be an intriguing option just because I think Trotz tends to hire very smart people. I don't know though that he, you know, really brings enough experience. I think we've seen with Dave Lowry, if you, you know, if you've only coached at like a, a junior hockey level or something, uh, or in Lambert's case, you might not even have a lot of head coaching experience, period. It's a very difficult to, you know, a very difficult job to walk into. And the Jets, quite honestly, can't afford to gamble with somebody who doesn't have head coaching experience as much. I think they have to be ready to hit the ground running because, you know, if the if the plan is to take this team and be a playoff contender next year, the Jets are going to have to be right on it immediately. They have to be hitting the ground running at the start of next season and playing decent hockey or else, you know, the, the prime of this core is just going to go out the window. So some things to think about uh, for Lambert. He, he again, is an interesting candidate. I, I do think Washington has generally chosen pretty good coaching staffs. 
yeah, and you know, with the Islanders, they are a pretty solid team. And with Trotz, Lane, I think, continues to find a lot of synergy. I just don't know if he would really be the kind of guy who would end up being an amazing head coach. Some folks are saying it's, it's you know, a bit overdue for him. Trotz in particular seems to be a guy who sings his praises a lot. For the Jets, though, I, I would probably cross this name off. Uh, there are some other names on here that do strike me as very interesting options, and we'll talk about those in just a little bit. Uh, but before we go any further, I did want to shout out our awesome sponsors at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's Master Championships odds, podcasts, and reviews for all of the different sporting leagues. Whether you're looking for hockey news, uh, football news, like NFL football, college basketball, especially the Final Four tournament, um, even European soccer, if you're into that, auto racing, BetOnline is one of the most diverse uh, online sports betting websites, collecting all of the information from all of the sports so that you're always up to date on the latest in the game. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your wagering information as well, including live betting, esports, and scores. Everything's constantly updated, so you'll always be kept in on the loop on the latest hot trends and action. To get started, go to betonline.net on your desktop or mobile device and learn more about the hottest trends in action in your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back, folks. Uh, we are on tonight's episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets, taking a look at future Winnipeg Jets coaching candidates. This is obviously a complex topic for Winnipeg fans because, you know, the Jets have had a lot of coaches over the years. It's been uh, a tumultuous past few months for Winnipeg in particular with the departure of Paul Maurice. But of course, when Claude Noel was here, there was some <laughs> some turmoil when he left as well. But, you know, before we talk about some of the additional candidates that we've found on this ESPN list uh, that's been very helpfully put together, I thought, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to say again, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Jets and making us your first listen of the day every day. While you're at it, though, you really should be checking out our Locked on Now program. This is where we take all of the uh, most up-to-date, latest action and uh, rumors, trades, game recaps, and distill them into really bite-sized segments for your consumption. It gives you the latest NHL action wherever you need it, whenever you need it. Check out Locked On Now on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including, you know, Megaphone, Odyssey, and also YouTube. We've got plenty of video content up out there for you. Be sure to subscribe right now. Doing so is free. And like I said earlier, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now. For the Jets and head coaching candidates, there are some names that have caught my eye. One of them in particular is Kirk Muller, um, and Muller has been somebody who was really heavily tied to the uh, head coaching vacancy when Claude Julien left because Muller uh, has basically been somebody that was considered waiting in the wings as an assistant coach, but because he's not really a French speaker, he was never really qualified for the job. Uh whether you agree with it or not, it remains an issue that, you know, the Habs have to have a French-speaking manager. They have felt that from the beginning, and it doesn't really seem like they've ever wavered from that doctrine. I think the fact that they've chosen Marty Saint-Louis really suggests that this is the case. Now, Muller, uh, he would be an interesting option. I don't know if uh, Muller is the kind of guy who would be bringing a lot of head coaching experience. I don't know a ton about his background. For some reason, I thought I remembered him having some involvement, maybe with the Coyotes at one point, but he's a candidate that I would have to do a lot of research on. Uh, but with the Habs, it does sound like they tend to be very fond of his his body of work with the coaching staff. Um, again, I can't speak to his exact role with the team, 
But from what everyone says, people think that he's a great coach and could be somebody that eventually he will get a, a promotion to a major role. It's just not going to be with Montreal. And it doesn't seem like they have any interest in, in following up with him right now in doing that. Um, he is a free agent, but it's just not a guy that I think is on Montreal's radar because, again, they need French-speaking managers. Now, one guy who is actually a French-speaking manager and uh, certainly has a bit of a rocky track record, uh, this is Patrick Roy. Um, and Roy, you know, didn't exactly do well in his last NHL stint. You know, he, he kind of crashed out with the Colorado Avalanche Things were pretty grim. The Avs kind of looked more like a tanking team. And, you know, Waugh's style has always been very abrasive, combative. But in terms of tactics and stuff, it always felt like he was very out of his depth, I would say. This is, of course, a very different position than, uh, you know, being a, a player or a goalie in, in his case. But, you know, you, you, you become a player coach. Some guys can thrive. I think a lot of managers, though, tend to crash and burn because, Again, you may have played the game and you may have a very intimate understanding of at a ground level how it works, but when you try to translate that and become a motivator, a tactician, uh, somebody who understands the flow of the game and can direct traffic at all times, it's a little bit different. Uh, and by a little bit, I mean a lot in this case. So it's not super surprising that Wa ended up finding a lot of struggles. He is looking for a job. For the Jets, say no thanks. I, I would steer very well clear Uh if he, for some reason, actually did, you know, did get a call from the Jets and joined the organization, oof, I, uh, I, I don't know how that would pan out. Probably not well is my guess. And I, I don't know how his personality would even work with the Jets. For me, I'm just not really interested in somebody like that. I think a firebrand coach at times can be very helpful, but not that one. I, I think that there are better candidates. Uh, and one of the candidates that actually got uh, mentioned that I think is somebody y'all are going to be very familiar with is Pascal Vincent. And Vincent, of course, you know, he used to be Manitoba's head coach, got uh, an offer from the Columbus Blue Jackets to join as a, you know, an assistant coach. Um, I, you know, he might actually be a really decent candidate. Vincent in his last uh, few months with the Moose seemingly got the team into some very interesting offensive, offensive habits. It sounds like he preaches aggression more. Uh, I don't know if this is a guy that's going to end up like Dave Lowry though. You know, Lowry kind of has a tendency to look and deploy talent in a way that you might see in junior hockey, sometimes just mixing and matching lineups in hopes to find a better working combo. I think I would like a little bit more um, analysis of how those combos are presented and, and developed, especially for the Jets to have a really successful future. So, you know, Vincent would be interesting. I don't know, again, if his experience would be at a level where I would feel comfortable with him becoming the head coach of the Jets, but I certainly wouldn't be against giving it a shot. Mark Morrison kind of in the same boat. He's not on this list, but he's very much in the Pascal Vincent mold and somebody who might be, you know, longer term, a consideration for a promotion, but I wouldn't be shocked if they brought back Vincent uh, as a guy who has a lot of really strong ties to the organization and somebody that the Jets very much do trust and like. There are some other cap, uh, other candidates on this list, and I'll, I'll take a look later uh, on in the season, especially as we approach the summer. You know, there haven't really been any concrete links right now, but as we start to get more rumors about, you know, who might be joining the Jets, we'll talk about which uh, coaches and, and staff might be really good fits and which folks might be better served uh, abstaining on the application this time. But, you know, before we closed out tonight's episode, I did want to pivot to another topic. 
you know, speaking of the future of the Jets, I thought it might be the right time to talk about next year's lineups and what I would like to see the Jets do, especially with uh, some potential departures and additions. Before we get to that, though, I did want to give out a shout out to the awesome folks at rockauto.com. If you've ever tried shopping for auto parts out there, you know that there are so many makes and models of vehicles, and it's honestly really difficult for retail brick and mortar stores to keep any of the parts in stock that you need, especially if you've got an older car or maybe one that just has a pretty limited production run. You know, mom and pop shops just don't have what you need. Uh, So, you know, what's the point of going out and and going to a retail store that doesn't have what you need? And then, you know, their, their best solution is to just order it on the spot. You could just do it from the safety of your own home. And that's why rockauto.com is a much better option. You can take it uh, in your pocket or log in at home and rockauto.com's endless selection is going to be available at your fingertips. You know, the the biggest thing about rockauto.com aside from the convenience, you not only save time, but you also save money. You could save anywhere from 30, 50, even 50, uh, even hundred percent off, you know, the the retail brick and mortar in-store pricing. They can uh, give you huge discounts you'll get some of the most competitive pricing in the market. And, you know, really importantly, Rock Auto is a family-run business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have a ton of experience and know-how. They are a very trusted name. I think my dad has actually ordered from them before in the past. Uh, and, and you know, everyone just constantly raves about their customer service, how easy to use it is, and, you know, how great the selection is. So if you're really interested, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them locked on sent you. Folks, welcome back to these closing moments of this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We have gone through coaching candidate options uh, for the Jets next season. You know, some of these guys uh, I'm a little bit cooler on than, you know, some of the articles might suggest, but there are interesting names. Certainly the head coaching search is going to be a big deal for the Jets this offseason, but equally important is to talk about, uh, you know, what this team is going to look like next year. I think it's a very big question mark. So given the likely departures, here's what we could be looking at, uh, or at least what I would like to see. This is going to account for Mark Shifley staying in Winnipeg, because I don't know if the trade is really likely to happen. On the one hand, I do think it is. uh, But on the other hand, there's a part of me that thinks, you know, the Jets tend to be loyal to a fault at times. And, you know, Shifley has been a guy that they drafted, they developed, and they they do really love him, uh, even with some of his, you know, maybe not so great habits. Would they really want to part with him? And I, I just have a hard time finding a workable scenario where he does get traded for a return the Jets like. So we're going to assume he's still here. On the first line, I would like to see uh, Ehlers, Shifley, and then at right wing, uh, if it's not Ehlers, you know, there are, there are some options. Um, Zvechnikov might be an interesting one. I don't know if Zvech is really the kind of player that would fit up there. Uh, I, I think, you know, Shifley and Ehlers tend to be really creative, fast kind of uh, players. And we already know that Zvech actually has a line combo that he excels with. So uh, for right wing or left wing, whichever one uh, Ehlers isn't playing, you could probably find a, a capable scorer from the Moose, maybe. I, I would not really be look, looking at, like, Jansen Harkins or anything. Uh, maybe Veselainen could finally get get a shot longer term up top. I think Cole Perfetti is probably the most likely solution here, but it kind of depends on whether or not the Jets want to make him a center. 
if they keep playing him at wing, then, you know, Shifley, Ehlers, and Perfetti would probably make a ton of magic together. And I think you would probably start to see some of those really poor defensive numbers from Shifley like improve a little bit just because he'd have to be defending a lot less. For the second line, I think you can stick with KFC, Dubois, and Svetch. I, I think that that's a working combo. You know it works. It at times has been dominant. I really don't see a reason to break it up. This unit has been killing it for years. Why bother changing it now? For the third line is probably where you start to see some really noticeable changes. Uh, so for this one, I would be interested in having um, probably instead of Adam Lowry at 3C, I would be looking at David Gustafson. I think Gus is very much a monster in the making for the Jets, but it's just a, a challenge to get him into this lineup because the team seemingly hasn't been as keen on getting him a lot of big minutes yet. You know, despite killing it with the Moose, his NHL action has been a little bit limited, partly due to injuries, but also partly because, you know, the Jets don't often play rookies like a ton. So it has been an issue, but I think this could be the upcoming season where we finally start to see him really make an NHL impact. Uh, and I would probably pair him with Mason Appleton. I think that that would be a dynamite combo. You have PK experience. You have great countering ability. You've got super underrated skill and incredible grit and determination with Gustafson uh, alongside a very versatile Appleton on the left wing. Um, I mean, you could pretty much put anyone you want there. Uh, just not somebody who's going to be like a super big drag on possession or anything. I, I think the Jets do have some issues long-term with figuring out who would actually fit into some of these depth forward slots. Uh, they've got guys like Jeff Malott and a few other players who are potentially on, on the come up, but in terms of like an immediate lock for that unit, I don't know that I have a name that immediately snaps to mind. I think it's going to really depend on what happens in the offseason and if the Jets bring in anyone, especially if Shifley actually does get traded. Uh, so we'll just kind of leave that third left or right wing spot unfilled for now. Uh, I'm sure the Jets are just going to figure it out uh, sort of as they go along. I think the left wing is probably more likely to be vacant just because I would imagine Appleton, if he does come back on a cheap deal, he's a lock for the third right wing spot. And on the fourth line, you know, I would probably look more at uh, whoever they want, I guess. I mean, Lowry as your fourth line center is like a lock. Um, but for the wingers, man, I, I don't really know. This is kind of a spot where the Jets keep cycling players, and I don't really know that there's a clear number one choice. You could probably do with like Austin Pagansky. Pagansky's on-ice results weren't really like astounding or anything, but they weren't a drag necessarily. So, eh, I guess. Uh, they do seem to have a bit of a soft spot for guys like Sanford and Tanonato. So if they want to bring either of those guys back, I mean, I'm not really going to be upset if they play on the fourth line. I will be upset if they play in the top six like Sanford is right now. That really can't happen. I, I think, you know, the Jets with this experiment, just cut it out. It's not really working for Sanford. I think he's better as like a grinding four checker and somebody who can offer you a measure of defensive discipline. But if you're asking him to become like a top end scorer, it's just not going to happen. He might be big and very physical, but in terms of like a lot of potent speed and high end scoring skill, yeah, you know, that part of his game, I think, is a little bit underdeveloped. Um, and so, you know, this team, I, I think, has uh, a couple of very notable gaps and absences that they need to fill in the offseason. And uh, obviously the defense is going to be one that I'm not even going to bother trying to predict right now. I think it's going to be a totally new look roster next year. But, you know, until then, we're just going to have to sit tight and ride with what the Jets have right now. 
I would be curious to know your thoughts on the forwards, though. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets what you feel about their current roster situation, who you would like to see inhabiting this team and suiting up next year, and maybe which defenders you want to see. I think the defenders are, are one of the bigger discussion points because there's a lot that actually ties into changing with them. And I think I want to spend a little bit more time on another episode, maybe tomorrow, going more into that and, and what it might look like for next season. Uh, but for tonight's episode, that is actually going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingston help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And uh, uh, you know, as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.